Hello, everybody. This is your girl, Michelle, with Girls Talk Real Talk, because when girls talk, just about anything can happen. Welcome to the Girls Talk Real Talk's Truth About Soul Ties series. Last month, we introduced you to the topic of soul tie relationships. We defined them and gave tips on how to recognize them through our discussion of Samson and Delilah's relationship. In episode two tonight, we will be identifying the characteristics of an unhealthy leader-servant relationship that's built on a soul tie. We will be talking about why it is unhealthy and giving steps and tips on how to break this type of unhealthy soul tie relationship during our discussion on David and Bathsheba's relationship. So let's welcome our guests that we have here. So first, I want to introduce Tracy Palmer. And I also want to introduce Chandra Brundage. Hello. Chandra, why don't you introduce yourself to our audience? Hello, everyone. My name is Chandra Brundage. I am a licensed minister and author of four self-published books. And I'm also a motivation speaker. I'm a, a communicator, uh, mostly uh, speaking to encourage, motivate, and inspire uh, individuals to walk in purpose and destiny. And I am grateful to be with you here on today. And I pray that we have an awesome conversation. I thank you so much, Michelle, for the opportunity. Thank you, Chandra. Now we are going to have Tracy introduce herself. Hello, everyone. My name is Tracy Palmer. I am a transformational life and business coach. I am an author, a speaker, and a podcaster. I have my own um, show that I do through YouTube and through um, my podcast, which is called Getting to the Root with Tracy Palmer. I do broadcast live also on Facebook. So thank you for um, welcoming me back again for another episode. Well, you know, I am really excited about tonight because I really believe that what we're going to be talking about is going to be a blessing to any and everyone that has an opportunity to participate in the show. And so um, without further ado, let's jump into it because I've, I've been waiting on this. So tonight we are going to be looking at our relationships and those that are servant leader relationships where the leader is not necessarily handling the relationship correctly i'll just say it that way okay and so um i want to be able to answer a question throughout the broadcast throughout what we're talking about so is david david and bathsheba's relationship an unhealthy soul tie relationship. So that's the question that is going to be on the table for the first part of this. So that's going to be our underlying question that we're going to be looking at and that we're going to be discussing as well as we go through tonight. So let's jump into it, ladies. I put a question on the table, that question, but I have another question. Okay. And it was the question that I think kind of 
spurred the conversation that we had. So I don't know if the listening audience really knows um, the story about David and Bathsheba. So Tracy, I'm gonna throw it to you. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, I got you, girl. Got me. Um, why don't you tell our audience just a, a little bit about the David and Bathsheba relationship? All right. So David and Bathsheba. So let me see. You want me to do the mega remix mini version of it, huh? <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> I try not to say too much, um, but pretty much um, David and Bathsheba. David was, um, I'll say it in my words, David was at home chilling when he shouldn't have been. And I'm trying not to say too much because we're going to go into the conversation. Because I'm like, wait, how am I supposed to do this without going into it? I don't know how. Just, just talk about, <laughs> no, just talk about the scene. Just give them a okay. breakdown of the scene. Okay, into right. nothing else but just a rundown of the scene <laughs> that that's what we're talking about. Okay, so the scene is David was at home, and that's all I'm going to say. So he decided to take a stroll up to his rooftop. Well, Bathsheba was bathing, and so he saw her, found her beautiful, sent a servant, one of his servants, to go and get her. He, the servant brought her to him. They had relations. And then after the relations, some other things transpired. Is that good? Great. <laughs> <laughs> you know, girl, I was about to spill all the tea. <laughs> you can't spill all of it. <sighs> can't spill all of it. Okay, so let's dive into it because you know we've been we've been and anyone that is is listening or that's paying attention that's trying to figure out okay what's wrong with these these people um we have been doing this now this is going on month number two that we've been doing this and we've been talking about this but let's get into it so the question that i had put on the table to both chandra and tracy was when david sent the servant to invite Bathsheba to come to the palace, could she have said no? Okay. Yes. I believe she could have said no, but it was something that I believe she wanted as well. She was, you know, needed attention. You know, like I was, you know, uh, sharing with you, uh, Michelle, she wasn't getting the attention from Uriah, her husband, because he was always on duty, you know, serving, you know, his, you know, his, uh, his leader, which was David. And um, she got the attention from him. So again, to answer your question, she could have said no, but she didn't, because it's something that she wanted herself. Okay. okay. That, that's oh, one perspective. Well, I love you, my Chandra, but I'm going to have to disagree. And that's what I love about this platform. We got to be able to have differences of opinion. So I would uh -huh. say there is a yes and a no to that. Um, now, if we're going to keep it in its biblical timestamp, no, there, no, there, there is no way that she could say no unless she wanted the consequences. Consequences would have been either a punishment or death 
period. Point blank. You do not tell the kid no. So, no. Now, then the other side is, yeah, okay, we can say yes. If we were to fast forward it and look at it in today's time, okay, now, consequences aren't as strict as back then. Um, then as they are, you know, as they were back then, like now. Now, of course, if we were to think on it like we are in this century with our culture, with the American culture, then, you know, absolutely. Now, there still may be some, uh, you know, things that happen. And I know we're going to dig into all that. But um, I would just have to say because of the time frame, because he was a king, you don't refuse a king because there is going to be some a price for refusing the king. Okay. okay. So I, my position is I don't believe that she believed she could have said no. Good answer. <laughs> <laughs> because let's let's face it, in 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 servant leader relationships, um and and in church and organizations and businesses in homes where there's a leader and a servant, um, depending on the way that the relationship goes, mm -hmm. will determine whether that individual feels comfortable saying no or whether they don't. Mm -hmm. And we, we know that Uriah respected David mm -hmm. as his leader and he took his job as a soldier seriously. Mm -hmm. Okay. And we don't know what Uriah, impression Uriah gave Bathsheba in regards to David as a leader. Mm -hmm. So there's a whole lot of unknowns here. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to play the middle guy. <laughs> I'm going to play. I love it. The option was there to say no. Mm -hmm. But I don't mm -hmm. believe she knew she had that option. So I'm gonna get I'm gonna give old girl the benefit of the doubt. Mm -hmm. Okay. So as as we look at this, let's jump into it. Mm -hmm. So well, let 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 me give let me give David a little bit of grace. He did eventually repent. Yeah, eventually. For, for his his part that he played in it. Mm -hmm. However. I have a question. I'm going to throw at everybody at the end of the show. I'm just warning you now, but I ain't going to say it right now. Um, however, he didn't recognize his sin until it was brought mm -hmm. before him, which wow. is an important point. Yes. Sometimes we can just be going on with life and going on with life and we're just doing what we do. We're not giving it a whole bunch of thought. Oh, that looks good. I want that. I'm going. Oh, that looks good. I'm going to get that because I'm the I'm the king. I can have mm -hmm. whatever I want. Nobody gonna mm -hmm. tell me no because mm -hmm. I'm the king. Mm -hmm. Wow, that that hit me because mm -hmm. even with the relationship, like the Bible said, he was the apple of God's eye. Even with the relationship, you mean to tell me David didn't recognize his sin? He didn't. Mm -hmm. Not mm -hmm. in that's not <laughs> How could that be? You you, you got the spirit of God in you, but you can't recognize your sin. Yeah, I want the listening audience to make sure that they go back and read 2 Samuel, the 12th chapter, verses 1 through 14. Mm -hmm. and, and that right there talks about the conversation that he has with Nathan. 
the book, Dangerously in Love, and then also writing the follow-up book, which, it, well, first of all, the relaunch is Dangerously in Love, um, the Distracting Factors in Our Lives. And then the new book that follow, which is Dangerously in Love, The Untold Stories. That's kind of like a, a, a little little uh, spinoff to that, um, that kind of exposes the characters in a whole different way that we never thought to look at them. So, that's kind of what I'm up to right now. That's got me pretty busy. <laughs> yeah, okay. All right. So, um, Chandra, tell us what projects you've got going on right now. Uh, two things. Uh, my YouTube page is it's called Shine, which is my ministry page as well. Shine at T-N-O-W-F. It stands for the now factor. Whatever we're to do for Christ, let's do it now. Um, I, I'm live on Facebook. Uh, with my Shine page. I'm continuing to do that regularly. Uh, I speak there regularly. Um, my YouTube page, I am uh, focusing on trying to uh, kind of relaunch it, uh, bring in, you know, other things just outside of my, my, my speaking messages. And I did start uh, another book is entitled uh, Take Another Shot. Okay. Um, it, it won't be done anytime soon, but I've started it. And that's also what I'm uh, working on. And the reason I took a, a hold on it is because I was promoting the uh, third book, which was entitled uh, Tap Into Your Core, and also my latest book, Father, which I have it right here. I'm actually promoting this right here, Father, if everyone can see that. So um, those two things, I'm just focusing on that and trying to um, you know, enhance it. Okay. Well, um, as you guys know, I just put out a new book, um, yeah. book number four, Desperate <laughs> Housewives of Biblical Proportions. And in that book, it chronicles the lives, the loves, the actions, and the choices of the seven matriarchs of Genesis as it presents a clear picture of what it looks like when women don't know who they are, are unable to accept themselves knowing their shortcomings, their flaws, and or their imperfections nor have they learned how to find the love they need within themselves when it isn't reflected in the eyes, the hearts, the actions of those closest to them. So in this book, it really identifies how we sometimes as women act in desperation in yeah. order to get what we want. Mm -hmm. And so mm -hmm. one of the things that God really showed me in regards to this is that sometimes these are the same issues that they experienced back then that we experience today. Mm -hmm. And then we often wonder, why is that woman staying in that abusive relationship? Mm -hmm. Why does she keep going back to him? Why, why can't she just leave him alone? And then we want to wash our hands of them. Mm -hmm. Well, in this book, you get a pretty clear picture of what that looks like. Because it is speaking to their relationship with barrenness. Something mm -hmm. is lacking in their lives that they are attaching themselves to these, these um, things that they want so badly that they put themselves out there and make choices that have long lasting consequences. And so mm -hmm. as Ecclesiastes 1 and 9 says, there's nothing new under the sun. So um, at the end of the show, um, I want you guys to be thinking about ways that the audience can get in touch with you. And then also in um, 
on your pages that you have shared it to, make sure that you go to the Girls Talk um, page and put in how people can purchase your, your book products. Okay? Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right. So now we're going to jump right back in there. And I want to say this disclaimer again. I'm going to keep putting this disclaimer out there because I don't want nobody to inbox me. <laughs> so although we are talking about soul tie relationships, we do know that all soul tie relationships are not unhealthy. Okay. We talked about that during episode one. We are specifically talking about soul tie relationships that are unhealthy. Mm -hmm. And we are identifying how to recognize an unhealthy soul tie relationship in a leader servant relationship, as well as we will be covering some steps on how the individual can break an unhealthy soul tie relationship that they may be in. Okay, are y'all ready to get back into this? Yeah, I'm ready. Can okay, I? So I, can I, throw, I know you're about to switch it up on us. There was something that kept going in my head, and I was like, I gotta say it. There was something that God said in the midst of the rebuke through Nathan to David. Um, David didn't realize. God was like, you had all these things given to you. You had the king's wives, the houses, your masters, all this given to you. And if that wasn't enough, David, you could have asked me. I would have given you so much more. Now, wait a minute. Now, he'd have committed this big old whoop to do over here. But God's heart was like, listen, David, whatever you had desire, you could have came to me for it. You didn't have to go by it illegally. You didn't have to go the illegal route to get what you wanted. Mm -hmm. If what you had wasn't enough, you could have came to me. So I just had to kind of throw that out there. Yeah. We switched on off of there. That's but good, this Tracy. is a good point, and I want you to hold on to that point because mm -hmm. as we get towards the end of the show, we're going to bring that up again because mm -hmm. that is so important because had he gone to God, he wouldn't have found himself in the mess that he was in. That's and it. that's all I'm going to say about that because we'll, we'll be there for a minute. It's not fair. So, in a leader-servant relationship, we have we have broke apart David and Bathsheba. I don't think there's anything else we could have brought out of them too. We have broken them apart. So now we're getting into the leader-servant relationship and and the unhealthy ones because we know that there are some healthy relationships mm -hmm. because God expects us to be knit together as one in the body of Christ. He, yeah. he fashions it in the Bible as each one of us is a, is a limb and the, the entire member cannot function if our particular limb is unhealthy. It doesn't function right. Okay. And so he expects us to be in relationship with each other, but he doesn't expect us to have unhealthy soul tie relationships. Okay. Mm -hmm. So in understanding that that is not an expectation, when you are in a servant leader relationship, I'm going to ask the same question that I asked about Bathsheba. When a leader 
makes an advancement or they make a request mm -hmm. that is not godly, does the servant have the right to refuse it? Absolutely, yes. Just like Bathsheba had an opportunity to refuse it because she was married to David's main man. So yes, ungodly with the relationship. I, I, I really truly believe that's why I mentioned what I mentioned. You mean to tell me the relationship that uh, David had with God, he couldn't ad admit or, or confess that sin. It took a prophet to come to tell him that he was in mm -hmm. sin. He was an apple of God. Ah. So a leader going to a servant asking or requesting, as you uh, put it, Michelle, something that's ungodly. Do that servant have a, an option to say no? Yes. Because that relationship that you have with God wouldn't allow you to do something ungodly, no matter if it's leadership or not. That's who we serving. You know, I think about what the word of God say, obey, uh, we rather obey God than man. You know, man, you know, to continue to a place, you understand. But, mm -hmm. but that relationship that you have with God will, 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 will preserve you. So your no will be a preserving of your life, just like with David. If he had, he said no to that flesh, he could have preserved, preserved all of the, the sin that was at his door. That's a good question. Okay, so yes, um, there's always, like you said, it is the option, of course. Um, mm -hmm. And I still think there's um, gonna be a level of consequence, meaning not so much a consequence from God at that point. That is, we're not at that point, you know, you're in an honoring position of God, you know, to say no mm -hmm. as a servant. But the consequence is, are you going to if, if I'm going to plan to stay up under this leadership, if I'm going to stay at this job, if I'm going to stay in this church, whatever that wherever it is, if I'm going to stay here, do I want to deal with what comes with me saying no? Do I want to deal with the um, environment? Do I want to deal with any of that? So that's something you have to consider, am I willing to completely sever and walk away once this mm -hmm. request is made? Am I okay with my name being scarred? If, am I okay with the lies going out about me? Am I, what, it's, it's, so it's about the mind of that particular, as we call it, servant. Um, mm -hmm. It's about their mindset. It's about what, um, are they needy? Are they, are they, are they weak? Are they um, are they lacking confidence? And does the leader see that and manipulate that? Does that leader see that? I got a weak one here, baby. I got a weak one. I got one that won't say no, or I got a loyal one. See, okay, I almost told it myself. See, sometimes they ain't got to be weak. They can be loyal. Mm -hmm. That's good. They don't have to be weak. They can be loyal. They can know who they are, guy. And I want to go back to, I believe that, David always had a heart for God and God had a heart for David. I believe that never was severed. That was never taken away. But the what we we cannot overlook open doors. 
and yeah. open door blind you. That is Satan's place to blind you. He was blinded by lust. So my relationship with God, I have a strong relationship with God, but let me open a door mm -hmm. to anything. And mm -hmm. guess what? I'm going to be blinded by what I allow. I believe that just like if, if mine was like alcoholism or something, you know, whatever. If I, because I got stressed, now I still, mm -hmm. look, I got a tight relationship with the Lord, but I didn't got stressed. Now they open a door. Now they drink on TV looking mighty fine. So now I want to take about five or six of them and get scully or whatever. Now right. I didn't open a door because now yeah. I didn't found comfort in that. So I think that's what happened. Um, And I'm not trying to like give, I'm not trying to like back up David in a no, sense I of saying, uh, but at the same time, I don't ever want us to think that our relationship with God um, or our connection with God necessarily is severed or changes. It's what we allow in in the midst of our connection mm -hmm. with God. He opens that door. That, that, like you keep saying, Chandra, that open door, mm -hmm. open door. Open mm -hmm. doors will mess up some things. Yeah, Adam and Eve, go back. Let's take it to the garden. Adam mm -hmm. still had a relationship with God, but what blinded him? He got blinded by Satan's tricks. So it was an open door. A good point. Mm -hmm. Very good point. I want us to, to look at this because in the midst of this, um, how, how is it that a leader, or let me not say a leader, how is it that a servant is unable to differentiate between them being obedient and them being manipulated. Um, what I would say, how can a servant know that a leader is being manipulative or just being a leader? Well, no, in the in the realm. Okay, so we're we're talking about the servant leader relationship, mm -hmm. and so the, with the leader. I, I, I want to step off from the leader. I want to deal with the Bathsheba in modern day. Okay. So in what, in, in the original question that I asked, the ungodly request. Mm, that's it, yeah. How can the servant know the difference between if the leader is manipulating them or if they are moving out of obedience. Because remember the word of God says that we are to obey those that have rule over us. Mm -hmm. Right. Well, I, I just think about the, the spirit of discernment. I mean, really spiritually, I think about the, the spirit of uh, discernment. Bathsheba once again knew that she was married you know, to a man that served David. How could you send for me, ask me to see what you will have relationship with you outside of that relationship that you have with my husband? Okay, now let's That's flip it around. Husband. I'm I'm glad you said what you said. Now let's flip that around. We've got a we've got I'm a church girl, so I'm I'm Lord, I know I'm gonna get some flag. Okay, <laughs> but I'm just gonna put it out there. Um we've got a pastor. Mm -hmm. who has um, an 
administrative assistant mm -hmm. that um, is new to the church. Um, mm -hmm. Probably been in the faith for five, maybe six years. Still considered maybe a babe in the word. She's not very, and very versed in the word, shall we say. Yeah. And he's married. Mm -hmm. And the the leader goes to the servant and says, um, my wife is going to be out of town. And I've got a couple of meetings, so we're going to have to meet late. Mm -hmm. And since it's going to be late, I'm going to need you to come over to the house so that we can mm -hmm. meet. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and she's like, Nothing out of the ordinary because she's mm -hmm. gone over there before, but the mm -hmm. wife has always been there. Mm -hmm. Okay. And so she goes mm -hmm. and when she gets there, they meet as expected, mm -hmm. but he excuses himself and gets a little comfortable. Mm -hmm. And he comes back and he makes an advance. Mm -hmm. And he he's banking on the fact that she trusts him and respects him. Mm. How is that unhealthy? Oh. How is that a soul tie? Well, I mean, first yeah. of all. <laughs> yeah. like, first of all. Well, <laughs> I'm going to give her um, half of a benefit because she's, it depends on where she's at anyway, emotionally. If she was already coming in, normally, um, when we come into the church and we serve, um, we're looking for acceptance, you know, or to help. Yeah. Okay, so I'm not going to say that. Or a combination of both. Or a combination mm -hmm. of both. And when we find acceptance in a high authority, that is like, I got stars like a general, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm about something. So now. You know what, Tracy, a scripture came to mind. Okay. My gift will make room for me and put me before great men. Okay. <laughs> that what we're going to do with it. That what we're going to do with it. <laughs> see, see. <laughs> now, you, you, you got to work that, Tracy. You so now, oh, now I'm brought before great men. So, oh, I'm gifted. And I, yeah, okay. But anyway, so here's the problem. So I can only see it as wrong if I'm full, if I'm already fulfilled, if I'm not lacking anything. If there's any way that I'm lacking, mm -hmm. I can't see that completely as wrong. So therefore, I'm going to find a way to make excuse for it. If, and, I don't, and I believe if the manipulator is really good, they're not going to just go in strong. It's going to start off as a handhold, a little foot rug. Girl, you tired? Let me rub your feet. You know, because yeah. you know, you know, we we supposed to be service to one another. You know, we'll start using the scripture where Jesus, you know, talk about washing the feet. So let me wash your feet as Jesus. You know, <laughs> let me lotion you, honey. I'm trying to tell you how it goes if they smart. Yeah. If they're smart, if they're really Master smart, they wouldn't just jump in because then that's like a red signal. Like, no, gone with all that. But if they're slick, they will walk this thing out slowly, 
identify the weakness in the person. So what makes it unhealthy is the mindset of the, the servant, but then the intentions of, of course, the one that's doing it. You only, and, but you can't determine, uh, go back to the original question was how can that one determine, is this manipulation or me just being obedient? Because sometimes it's not as clear as the action being at, you know, uh, asked, if I'm saying it right, the thing being asked of me. Like if you just come right out and say, hey, have sex with me, then of course I'm going to say that's manipulation or that's, that's wrong if you just come out and say it. But if you lead me into the bedroom slowly, like one meeting after the next meeting, after the next meeting, and then before I know it, we had a drink or something or boom, then that's, then it's almost like somehow you done made me believe that this is okay. Okay, so in, in essence, and in what you're saying is we it, when you find yourself in that type of relationship, how it becomes unhealthy is two ways. It, the spirit of manipulation is at play. And number two, there's something missing, either emotionally mm -hmm. or spiritually, mm -hmm. out of the servant's life. And they mm -hmm. see whatever is missing in their life in this other individual. Absolutely. And they believe that if they if they attach themselves to this other individual, then they will learn how to receive whatever it is that, that they are lacking in their own lives. Absolutely. Okay. So in, in the midst of that, is that control? Absolutely. Mind control, absolutely. In which you allow that yourself, that open door, being weak and vulnerable, as Tracy stated. You know, what you're lacking. If you fool, like she said, you would take that and say, you know, I already know what the consequences of that, and I'm not going that way. So, yes, yeah. mind control. You know, let me flip it. I was going to say, let me flip it away from a sexual activity because there's two. I was going to do that, girl. Oh, we was on okay. the same way. We was on the same way because all the time it's based on a sexual um, relationship. Mm -hmm. I just use that example because that's the one most people know. Mm -hmm. um, but there is the other form that is not a sexual, mm -hmm. but it is still the spirit of manipulation yeah. mm -hmm. because you are controlling them because you are you are presenting to them something that they need or mm -hmm. something that they desire in their life yeah. that is missing, mm -hmm. that barrenness, mm -hmm. desperate housewives of bar uh, biblical proportions all over again, mm -hmm. uh, that barrenness that they have in their life is now presented itself. Because I, had, I was talking to a friend of mine, and it's a male. And um, he was my best friend when I was growing up. And one of the things that he would always tell me is he would say, Michelle, don't look thirsty. Whatever mm -hmm. you do, don't look thirsty. Right. And I'd be like, I don't even know what thirsty is. You want to try to explain <laughs> that to me? Because, you know, I'm a church girl. I don't know what thirsty is. And he, he, his, his way of putting it was men can pick up on the fact that mm -hmm. you are uncomfortable in your own skin. Wow. And that you are open to their suggestions. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it, it's almost like a neon light goes off yeah. over your head, like, pick me, pick me. And, and you attract. And then see, this is the other part of that. We attract 
what we lack in our lives. So how mm -hmm. we see ourselves is what we attract into our lives. Mm -hmm. And so when we go into a leader-servant relationship and we have been raised to always believe that we are to follow the leader. You know, mm -hmm. that game we used to play as a kid, follow the mm -hmm. leader. Mm -hmm. And we have witnessed our parents follow leaders that later have not necessarily been ethical. Mm -hmm. Right. But they follow them because mm -hmm. the word of God says is that you respect those. You follow those that have rule over you. And so this is what you've seen. It's mm -hmm. not a sexual thing, but this is what you've seen. Mm -hmm. So when the leader begins to ask you to do things, mm -hmm. not necessarily of a sexual connotation, but to right. have you do things that initially you were uncomfortable with and that you have to talk yourself into doing, mm -hmm. that's an unhealthy soul type. Yeah. And then, and like, I was going to throw back in that word loyalty, because now you might deal with a person that they, they, they okay with themselves. It's not that they are really in need, but mm -hmm. they just have that loyalty thing. They just, they, they're like, I'm, they, they take that commitment to a fault. Some people, mm -hmm. they write, they just, and I mean, you, you want a loyal person, but then sometimes you can be loyal to a fault. I mean, just, just too loyal. And when you're too loyal, that's another thing that people like a manipulator would pick up on, that this wow. person is loyal, that they will um, not necessarily do things to be pleasing because some people that are loyal will still tell you you're wrong, but they'll mm -hmm. still just have your back. They'll right. still, I'll, you know, I'll tell you you're wrong, you know, and don't ask me to do it again, but I didn't still did it the first time, you know, it's kind of like, one of those okay. things. I'm going to jump in here because I just had a thought. Mm -hmm. The servant that went and did the invitation to mm -hmm. Bathsheba mm -hmm. is the servant in our story. Mm -hmm. So in this regard, there's the leader who is married, has mm -hmm. children, has a whole life, mm -hmm. but he has a side piece. Mm -hmm. And so it is the assistant's responsibility to make sure that her bills get paid, mm -hmm. to make sure that her <laughs> gifts get to her, to make yeah. sure that um, she plays, he or she, because it could mm -hmm. be a male, he mm -hmm. or she plays the mediator in that relationship. Mm -hmm. But they, in no way can they tell anybody else what's going on. Right. Mm -hmm. Whew. I, I can't say too yeah, Michelle, I, can't say, I'm like, yeah <laughs> I can't say too much because uh you you might be in too much of a back uh somebody's back too many backyards you know so um that's what can definitely happen is and that leader could be very vocal i mean i'm serving can be very vocal in the leader's life and to say listen because we see it on these shows where that person that's that right hand man to the uh, leadership, they're like, man, you know this ain't right now. Listen, I'm gonna do this this time, but yeah. come on now, you're gonna have to get it right. But then it's also, is there a fear of I'm gonna lose my position? Okay, is there, there a we fear go. Of, is there a fear of um, like it depends on what my position holds and how much is gonna cost me to come against you? What all mm -hmm. is gonna 
prompts me to be rebellious because now you about to start throwing scriptures at me. You about to start telling me how I'm a now, now I went back to the church now. You about to start telling me that I'm not obeying like you just said the scripture mm -hmm. that's just thrown out there all the time about obeying those who have rule over you. Okay, yeah, whatever. But anyway, so we got to be careful of that because then here we go. That and that's how you know you're in a manipulation too as a servant. If you're mm -hmm. gonna use scriptures to put me in line, or if you're gonna use my paycheck to keep me in line, or if you're gonna use my circumstance to keep me in line, oh baby, you manipulating me. This this ain't just you know something, just a request you want me to fulfill. Now you're trying to manipulate because you're holding something over my head. Uh uh. Okay, so, I'm glad you said that. So let's jump into right quick. Let's jump into the spirit of manipulation. So there, when I was looking this up, I found six qualities that speaks to the spirit of manipulation. Mm -hmm. One of them is that they have a belief that their approach is always the right approach. Mm -hmm. um, basically, they speak to their need for controlling the nouns in their life, the people, places, and things that are a part of their life, and how they will use deception and deflection to hide or cover up their inadequacies and mm -hmm. their failures. Mm -hmm. So that's one. Number two, the leader often crosses boundary lines in their relationships. Mm -hmm. They will use negative talk to belittle. Um, mm -hmm. They will do it to try to destroy the person's self-esteem and self-worth. And they will also use fear tactics, mm -hmm. blame and shaming to keep the person in line, wow. to keep them loyal. Um, the third point is they often blame others for their problems. Mm -hmm. Everything is always the servant's fault. They use gaslighting and manipulation to control and to rid themselves of the responsibility for the demise of any relationship that they don't want to take responsibility for. Mm -hmm. Lord help. Uh-oh. What happened? My my computer decided to start talking. Uh oh, <laughs> what happened? Okay, and number four, it plays on the emotions of others. They play on. They use your emotions against you. Right. Mm -hmm. They'll use cunning, manipulation. They'll even tell them you crazy. Yeah. Is, yeah. Is it your time of the month? Are Are you experiencing some stuff? Yeah. So they'll use their emotional state against them to gain the upper hand and to show their superiority. Mm -hmm. Number five, they feel like whenever the servant is trying to speak up for themselves or to talk about the issues, they feel like they're talking to a brick wall as it's never received. The leader is also quick witted. They'll shut down instead of talking. And then they even turn the conversation on you to make it your fault. Yeah. They'll switch the they'll switch the script on you real quick. And then the last one is they what they say and what they do don't match. Mm -hmm. They That's aren't true. dependable. Their mm -hmm. actions don't match their words, and they don't live up to their agreements or their words. Mm -mm. So in all that we've been talking about, about the manipulation, we didn't cover every last one of those. Mm -hmm. For people to clearly see that there is an issue when the spirit of manipulation steps into the equation. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. And, and it doesn't even have to be the servant that is experiencing or that has the spirit upon them. Nine times out of 10, the leader is the one that is operating under the spirit of manipulation. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times they only see it as a means of getting their way. They've been doing it for years. Mm-hmm. And it's just a part of their um, personality and their character. So like mm-hmm. David, they don't see anything wrong with it because that's just who I am. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. and don't throw in the fact that they might be good looking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. They feel like getting what they getting what they want. Like I can I can have um what I want, I can get what I want because of my position. But there was something that you said that if nine times out of ten, yes, it is the leader, but man, I've seen where a quote unquote the servant has used their position to manipulate the leader into doing things for them because they may have a little dirt on the leader. Oh, oh they did we learn from the best. They <laughs> learned. So I'm just saying, I'll, I'm like, I've seen that was like, oh. So, uh, but as, as we know, spirits jump. That's transfer. That's it. They do. I didn't want to throw that out there. <laughs> yeah, I'm just thinking, uh, basically, how how weak and, and 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 thirsty you are yourself is the only way that you accept that type of you know behavior from someone. But sometimes you don't know that there's another way. It it it's, yeah. That sometimes you don't know there's another way. Uh-huh. And and um, I, I've had friends. Now I grew up in a two parent household. And my dad loved my mom. I I only heard them argue one time the entire time I was growing up. And that was because my dad was getting ready to go across the street to tell Miss Rosie, who was having a house party, that her people need to come and move their car from in front of our house so we my dad could park. And my mother was like, no, you're not, because you know that you start to drinking that stuff over there. And they know. <laughs> and just park the car up the street. And walk yourself on back down here. We ain't going nowhere. <laughs> and I, when I when I got married, I knew something. You know how you know something ain't right, but you really can't identify what the ain't right is. Mm-hmm. I knew something wasn't right. I just couldn't identify what the wasn't right was. Mm-hmm. And um, what he was doing is he was grooming me. Mm. He was grooming me so that he could step into a role of being an abuser. Mm. In the same way that a leader that is in a um, a leader servant uh, relationship that is an unhealthy soul tie, whoever is the aggressor mm-hmm. is grooming them. Like mm-hmm. Tracy said, you're grooming them. You don't just mm-hmm. come at them all at once. Right. Mm-hmm. Ease them mm-hmm. into that ease position into and into it. that yeah. relationship. Yeah. Okay. And Definitely. so, whereas I didn't see, I didn't see um, a dysfunctional relationship like that that was abusive when I was growing up because my daddy wasn't crazy. My mother probably would have went upside his head. She wasn't crazy. <laughs> he wasn't crazy. Um, but. He was trying to groom me to where he could do that to me, but it wasn't happening because I never saw it. Mm-hmm. But I do have friends that were raised in abusive homes. 
where the dad beat up the mom and probably them on a regular basis mm -hmm. or when he got drunk or when he was angry or whatever excuse that he had and the mother wouldn't leave. Mm -hmm. And so the daughter finds herself in with having her father as a husband who is doing the same thing to her that her dad did to her mother. Why? Because that's what she grew up up under. Mm -hmm. And and we may know it's wrong mm -hmm. on every level, mm -hmm. but this is what I know. I, I don't know what that other looks like. This is mm -hmm. what I know. And a lot of times in these unhealthy soul tie relationships between a leader and a servant, you have a servant that has been in some type of morally defunct relationship in their life and they cannot identify that there's mm -hmm. something wrong because this is what they've always seen right right and for me i'll tell my um uh, telling myself briefly um and something i didn't realize until years and years and years of different types of unhealthy um, leadership type relationships. And let me put the disclaimer out there for those who might listen and follow. It wasn't always just a church one. So it was different ones. You know, how people like to think that, oh, you're just talking about this. No, mm -hmm. there are multiple ones that um, we have been involved in, um, whether it's a job or the church or a relationship. For me, I found out that, and I didn't want to admit it, I had an acceptance issue. I wanted to be accepted. And when I found that out and I realized that's what that my loyalty was about, it was about being accepted. Yeah. And it's like, ugh, you know, what you know how you find out something about yourself? You're like, ugh. When you oh, get like that, <laughs> you're like, ugh. Because I that that, that <laughs> being accepted, who cares? You know, God accepts you, but no. When you find yourself seemingly always rejected, and I can't talk too much because I'm there's a book coming down the road. <laughs> but when you find yourself in a position of feeling like you're always rejected, when you finally find people to need you, they mm -hmm. want you and they want they 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 honor you, supposedly. Um, they're they're giving you the accolades that nobody else gave you then you're like ooh. so then you become loyal and you just do you know you 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 you, you kind of test your ethical meter like eh, is this considered a little white lie you know you kind of start weighing out can mm -hmm. i handle this behind doing this is it really that deep and i can sweep this under the rug and you find yourself just kind of rolling with it until you wake up and say, now, wait a minute. No, this is not how I'm supposed to be. This is not how this is supposed to go. But I want, that's why I want to throw in this. And if some people, it's an acceptance issue. Mm -hmm. that's and if that's that lack of, that, that yeah. something missing we were talking about. Go ahead, Chandra. No, my only question, as I heard you speaking, Tracy, at what point do you find out that's what you need? Well, hold on a second. You know what I mean? Talk about that. <laughs> so, seven signs that you are in an unhealthy soul tie relationship. Number one, you are in a physically, emotionally, and or spiritually abusive relationship, but you feel so attached to them 
that you refuse to cut off the connection and to set reasonable boundaries. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Number two, you have left the relationship maybe long time ago, but you think about the other person obsessively. You just can't seem to get them out of your mind. Mm -hmm. Number three, whenever you do anything, make a decision, have a conversation with someone, etc. You feel like this person is with you or watching you and you consider what they would do in the same situation mm. and make your decision based off of that. Number four, when you have sex with someone else, hopefully your husband or wife, hopefully your husband <laughs> or wife. You can hardly keep yourself from visualizing the person you have a soul tie with. Ooh. Number five, you take on the negative traits of the person that your soul tie is with and you carry their offenses whether or not you actually agree with them. Mm -hmm. Number mm -hmm. six. You defend your right to stay in a relationship with the person that your soul is tied to, even though it is negatively affecting or even destroying the important relationships in your life. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Number seven, you have simultaneously experiences and or moods as the person your soul is tied to. This can even include sickness, accidents, addictions, etc. So you are finding yourself behaving mm -hmm. and putting yourself in the same situation mm -hmm. that the person your soul is tied to unhealthily. Can I add to your number two? Number uh, eight. Well, it, it goes with number two. We can make it number eight. It was you are always concerned or wondering what they are doing. Um, Hold on. And who else they are manipulating when you're uh, concerned. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> that was where I was like, uh, why do you mm -hmm. care who else they are manipulating? Right. I mean, wrapped all the way up in who else they manipulate. Let, uh, let, let me be a rescuer. I want to go rescue all everybody that I think that this person could be. Let me get, let me find out. Let me, let me search on the yeah, Facebook. Let me up. search on Instagram. Let me let me Look, you're stalking all their social media platforms. You After you woke up. <laughs> you ain't woke up, honestly. Yet. You ain't woke up yet. You ain't, no, you ain't woke, ain't woke up, up yet. Because now I want I want to now I'm calling myself a savior. Now I'm about to save everybody from being I'm manipulated. About to go tell the other person <laughs> trying to get them out of the relationship, and I'm still tied. Still tied because you're wrapped up in. Whew, all that stuff. Now, when okay. do you find out? Because you asked a question. Sometimes you, you well, for me, you, I didn't find out or figure this out until I had to be away from it for a long time. Yeah. I didn't see it in the mist. Sometimes something will cause you to break away, but you just get tired, but you don't look at it as a tie or anything. You're just getting away. But how you know you're in a tie is these things that were identified. I'm sitting there wondering what they doing. Mm -hmm. I'm sitting there wondering what, what, what they planning. I'm sitting there always concerning myself with their business and, and being mad 
about mm. what they doing in their life. And trying to save them and always trying to talk up to them and always trying to make sure ain't nobody misusing them and and you you in the you in the background um trying to deflect any negativity that might be falling on them, even to the point of taking the blame for it so that people yeah, won't yeah. see them in a negative light. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. But I wanted to to add when we find when is that point when we find out that we're being manipulated? Okay, well, well it's well, like I said. But it was a it was another point uh, that I wanted to add as well. Okay. Back, Michelle, when you was talking about leadership, things just won't add up. You will see their flaws. You you will see their words doesn't match their actions. Mm -hmm. You will see that it will be visible to the point where you'll be led. I believe it. I, you'll be led out of it because you see. Wait a minute. They say they say they do. Chandra, I'm gonna tell you how normally it happens. Mm -hmm. They turn on you. Yes, most certainly. I believe that it. Normally, and I'll say probably seven out of ten times, mm -hmm. how the person starts recognizing something's not right is because the person that they are in a soul tie with will turn against them and bring somebody else into that spot. Yeah, mm -hmm. and you'll see it visibly with your you, eyes. You may see it, but you haven't yet accepted it. Right. Yeah, that's good. Good point. You have and you're still, but you're still in a soul tie. Wrapped yeah. up in it. Okay. Like Tracy so, was saying. Natural progression. Uh -huh. How do you break it? How do you break a soul tie? Hmm. So, I guess you... <laughs> There are four steps, and, and I did a lot of research on this, and everybody pretty much had the exact same four steps. Some people had seven, some people had eight, but the first four was almost pretty much the same across the board for everybody. And the very first thing is awareness. Just what mm -hmm. you was talking about, Chandra, right. awareness. Mm -hmm. It says, awareness is the heartbeat of therapy. Ask God to give you the strength to move on and acknowledge the unhealthy past. Avoid the person as much as possible. Put space in between the two of you. Mm -hmm. Even if it means that you need to quit that job, leave that church, mm -hmm. move into another place, whatever. Mm -hmm. Put as much separation between you and the other person as possible. Mm -hmm. If any sins were cre created, to cause the soul in the midst of that soul tie relationship, repent. Mm -hmm. Repent, just like David did. He repented. Right. Yeah. And God forgave him and brought him back into right relationship. Repent, because sometimes we do things and we know we did it. Mm -hmm. And we don't have to go, and, you don't have to go to the priest and, and bear all. Hmm. Go to God and, and, and repent. He already know what you did anyway. Right. Right. Yes, that okay. was my point from the beginning. Number yes. two. Now, this is the one. This is the one that's going to get some folks tripped up. Okay. Destroy or give away any and every gift given to you by the other person. Mm. I don't care if it was a ring. I don't care if it was some lingerie. I don't care if it was an, an apartment. I don't care mm -hmm. if they bought you a house. Yeah. Not my house. No. <laughs> <Not my house. laughs> this is why the items 
symbolize the ungodly practices and the ungodly soul tie relationship of the past and mm -hmm. pre and present relationship. So mm -hmm. what it does is as long as you hold on to them things, you are still tied to that individual. You're right, Michelle. Because mm -hmm. we, we have memories mm -hmm. and memories are normally associated with things. So mm -hmm. every time we see that thing, that memory is going to present itself. Mm -hmm. And that's why they tell, they say, get rid of it. Mm -hmm. Because it's for your best benefit. Sell the house. Mm -hmm. Buy it your better house that he ain't never been in, mm -hmm. that he has no part of, sell the mm -hmm. furniture. Mm -hmm. go, go on Marketplace on Facebook, go on OfferUp, go on all of these other NB, um, website places where you can sell the furniture and start over, start everything fresh and new. Hmm. Okay. Number three, renounce any vows or commitments made that played a part in forming the soul tie. Mm -hmm. Even things like, I will always love you. I will love you forever. I could never love another man or another woman. You are my forever. Renounce them. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yes. They are spoken commitments that need to be undone verbally. Word of God says that life and death is in the power of the tongue. Mm -hmm. So you need to speak death over that soul tie relationship and speak life over your own self. Mm -hmm. Okay. Now, yeah. when you do that, when you renounce it, you have to do it in Jesus's name. You can't just go up there because you remember the, the sons of Sceva. So I'm not going to get into that story, but you remember the sons of Sceva. Mm -hmm. They were calling on stuff that, like Paul did. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Come on. And, and they kind of got beat up as a result. Yeah. Call yeah, on yeah. it in the name of Jesus. Just like, and the Bible tells you to rebuke something. It always says rebuke it in the name of Jesus. And so re renounce that thing in, in Jesus' name. And then the last one, which is always the hardest. Forgive that person if you still have anything against them. Mm -hmm. And while you're in the midst of forgiving them, forgive yourself. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because sometimes we will hold up against ourselves because we can't believe we allowed ourselves to get suckered like that. To get yep. pulled in like that, to be hoodwinked and, and tricked yeah, like that. <laughs> yeah. So you have to forgive yourself and you have to forgive that other person yeah. so that you can start fresh and start over and, and move past it because God has so much more for us. And, and then what we give Him the opportunity to do. But mm -hmm. if we learn anything from David and Bathsheba, Although there were consequences to their relationship, David did the very thing that we're talking about in order to break the unhealthiness of the soul tie. He repented. Mm -hmm. And then he sought God. Mm -hmm. God ended up causing the child of that original union to die. Mm -hmm. So there was nothing else after the child died. There was nothing else left. Mm -hmm. That represented the unhealthy soul tie. Mm. Never thought about it like that. Mm. I never looked at the death 
as the destroying of the soul tie. That's good. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I, I think we, we didn't threw a lot of information out of there in, in about an hour and a half, y'all. Mm -hmm. So um, yeah. what I will do is I will make sure that I attach the, um, the um, ways to be able, the spirit of manipulation, the seven signs that you have an unhealthy soul tie and how to break it. Uh, for the girls talk um, page, I will put it in the comments so that people can pull them off at will and be able to utilize them and go back and look at them. Because I really believe that we have to put ourselves in a position to understand that God is the author and the finisher of our faith. And everything that we need is normally found in him. So... Mm -hmm. Ladies, how, how y'all feeling about everything? It was some good, good stuff. <laughs> yeah, you, you, what the last thing that you said, everything we need, everything we desire is in him. And, and, and how I feel about that is just knowing, knowing your position in him, you know, and, and knowing uh, the power and authority that you possess mm -hmm. to, to say no, to resist. I shared with you, Michelle, what the uh, word of God says, submit to God, resist the devil and he'll flee. Mm -hmm. A lot of times I hear people say, oh, resist the devil, he'll flee. But you forgot the submission part. Mm -hmm. And that's the only way that we could, you know, uh, be preserved in such is when we submit ourselves to God, our, our, our very being. And therefore, when something come up on us, soul ties, manipulation, uh, you know, the, the, the thought of, um, not being strong or having that that self-confidence in yourself to um to be in a place to accept unhealthy uh relationships you'll know first everything goes back to what you just said everything that i need everything that i desire is in him and that's one thing that uh, i've experienced myself i was uh sitting on my bed one day and the lord told me i heard him very clearly it was some things that i was in the need of it was some things that was chasing me and, and, and working against me that I was fighting. I was in warfare at the time. Mm -hmm. And he, he, he said, everything you need and everything you desire is in the kingdom. Mm -hmm. So lastly, I'll say Matthew 6 and 33, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all things will be added unto us. And it goes back to what you were saying, Tracy, when you said um, David could have just asked God. God would have gave him, you mm -hmm. know, everything that he needed, you know, that was healthy for him, mm -hmm. you know. But however, he sought other things and got himself into the mess that he was in. But Michelle, I, I, that was a good point at the end. And I have to throw that in. Good point. I guess if I was to throw a little closing nugget for myself on my thought on this, this has been, this is amazing. I mean, this is, we are digging and digging and digging, even some comments like we're digging, you know, we've been, we can tell the response, like we're really digging into yeah. some areas and some territories and some stuff that it's more than just a story. People got to get that. It's more than just a story. It's so much to uncover, but um, I go back to the beginning of this, not being in proper position. Yeah. Not being in proper position gives room for unnecessary distractions to come in. Um, when we are in the wrong place at the wrong time, that's all the enemy needs. All so that's need. opening mm -hmm. to present the unnecessary distractions, and which causes us to forget who we are, 
who we're called to, what we're called to do, who we're anointed to be. And that's David forgot who he was. He know he was special. He know that he was precious. He forgot because he allowed an, he was out of position and allowed an unnecessary distraction to come in. Now he was thrown all off his game and that's why he was blinded. I can't, I can't repent. I can't, I can't see wrong when I'm out of position because I'm already wrong. I started off wrong. I didn't go do what I was supposed to do. People take that too lightly. Disobeying God, we take it too lightly. Not fulfilling purpose, we take it too lightly. We just we think that God will just oh he'll just he'll just move past me or just give it to me at a later time. Uh uh-uh, uh, baby, you're gonna face something for not doing what God has called you to do or being where He wants you to be. So I always want to stress that that's we don't. Yes, there's grace and mercy, but don't get so caught up in that where you find yourself always out of position. Because out of being out of position, you're going to find there's going to be that's the opening. That's all the enemy needs. He needs you out of position. When you're in position, you're in the will of God and you're covered. I felt that. Wait, yes, Lord. That hit me. That hit me. Whoa! I had to make a hold on. I had to slow myself down on that one because it's something about being in position. You're covered. It's like you're under. I see the wings of God covering you because you're under heel. But the moment you're not in His will, you're out of protection. You're out of protection, and the enemy's like bet. <laughs> you know, and that's the opening that he needs. So I'll stop. There was I get something that we said when we had our original conversation, and in that original conversation, um, when we were talking, we were talking about that very thing about being out of that. We were talking about the anointing. Remember? Yeah. That just because you have an anointing on your life does not mean you will not sin or that you will not find yourself in these type of relationships. Right. The key to it is to, as as Chandra said, allow that uh, that um, discernment to kick in. Mm-hmm. But but you've got to be in right relationship with God, and you've got to be it. in position for the discernment to kick in. That's mm-hmm. good, Michelle. And so it 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 behooves us, as the Word of God says, to work out our own soul salvation with fear and trembling. Mm-hmm. You know, it the belief is is that when we know better, we can do better. But a lot of times when we know better, we beat ourselves up. And so we never get to the do better part. And so if if, if anything, if you're dealing with this type of, of relationship and you recognize it based off of what we've shared here tonight, find somebody that you can talk to that is not directly involved in any aspect of the relationship that you're in. Because sometimes we need to talk that thing out. And not necessarily talk it out to tell somebody our business, but sometimes we need to hear ourselves. That's good. We need to hear ourselves because I know when I've talked to people, I'd be like, well, wait a minute, that sounds stupid. That sounds <laughs> really stupid. Is that me? Yeah. And then I said, well, wait a minute, I'm going to have to get back with you because I had to go check myself. That sounded really stupid. <laughs> and, and a lot of times, and and I say this, and, and I'm saying it jokingly, but I'm very serious, mm-hmm. because that is the power of the ear gate, and, yeah. and you being able to hear yourself, because when you begin to speak those things that be not as though they were in Jesus' name, mm-hmm. begin to happen over your life, then your ear gate 
goes down into the spirit of you and it begins to work with the Holy Spirit to make those things produce into your life. Mm -hmm. That's real. That's real good. Okay. And mm -hmm. so we have to be careful that we are not producing some negative things into our lives because mm -hmm. we refuse to see that the relationship is not healthy and we have tied our soul to other people. Wow. Well, as we wrap up tonight's podcast, I want to reiterate that not all leader-servant relationships are built on unhealthy soul ties. I'm going to say that again because I don't want nobody to inbox me. <laughs> I want to reiterate that not all servant-leader relationships are built on unhealthy soul ties. And by applying the steps provided during the show, you will be able to identify the unhealthy soul tie in a leader-servant relationship. And you will be able to utilize the four steps that we provided to break an unhealthy soul tie relationship. So I'm going to go over them quickly one more time. Number one, seek God's guidance and assistance through prayer to break the unhealthy soul tie. Repent of any sins committed during that unhealthy, unhealthy soul tie relationship. Because if it's unhealthy, sometimes we did some things that we weren't necessarily proud of. Okay, number two, get rid of every gift you have received from the person you are in the unhealthy soul tie with. And and I know it might be hard. And as, as they used to say when I was growing up, it might be tight, but it's right. Mm -hmm. All the way. Number three, renounce any vows or commitments made during the course of the soul tie in Jesus' name. Renounce it because you, you spoke some things into existence in that relationship that now you have to renounce in Jesus' name. You basically got to rebuke yourself of who you was back then so that you can step into the greatness that God has before you. Yeah. And number four, forgive yourself for being pulled into the relationship and forgive the other person for the role they played in the unhealthy soul tie relationship, especially if you have anything against them. Amen. 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 And so Tracy, um, how do you want people to get in touch with you? If um, they want to get in touch with you. Okay. Um, they could definitely reach me through my website, which is gttr with Tracy Palmer.com. So that's um the best way. Just go through the website and contact me that way. Um Facebook too. I do have um gttr with Tracy Palmer Facebook page, and you can reach me um that way as well. Okay. Chandra, how can individuals get in touch with you? You can uh, email me at my Gmail account. That's uh, M. That's Miss CC Brundage. M S C C B R U N D I G E at gmail.com. You can also uh, reach me on Facebook at Chandra Brundage, as well as my Facebook Shine page at T N O W F, which again stands for the Now Factor. Those three ways you can reach me. Okay. And if anyone is wanting more information about the Girls Talk Real Talk podcast, they can um, reach us on our Girls Talk Facebook page, which is um, the at sign girls with a Z talk 2018. Or you can hit us up on um, 
our Instagram page, which is at Girls Talk with Girls with a Z Talk 2018. And so it has been another wonderful episode. I have thoroughly enjoyed talking with you ladies. I think we gave out some excellent information. Um, if you are interested in continuing the conversation after tonight, um, you can hit us up. You can messenger us. Um, and we promise we'll get back with you if mm -hmm. you have any questions. Um, we will have another episode in December, the third, the second Thursday in December. We will be talking about the third type of soul tie relationship on series number three. And um, that particular one is going to be about our unhealthy soul ties that are our connections with other people. Okay. Wow. <laughs> so we're going to talk about that. And I'm not going to tell you who we're going to, who we're going to discuss right now. I'm going to leave that a little secret. <laughs> but I promised you all a question. Oh. I promised a question. Uh-oh. <laughs> and um again, all of the information that we have given, I want to make sure that everybody knows that we have identified the traits of uh the spirit of manipulation. We have given you some steps in order to identify if you are participating in a soul tie, and we have also given you the steps to um, take in order to break a soul tie relationship. Um, and so I, I have one final question that I'm going to leave as what um, they used to say, the things that make you go, hmm. Mm -hmm. My question is this. Did the relationship that David had with Bathsheba the unhealthy soul tie turn into a generational curse in the second son's life. Mm -hmm. Yes. Like, do I we answer? Yes. I was ready. I, was like, mm -hmm. I would say yes because uh, David's son tried to kill him. Hey, that was my question. If I'm if I'm not mistaken, his name? Absalom. Absalom. Yeah. yeah. He tried to kill him. And then not only that, one last thing, and Tracy, it's on you. The his son raped his sister. So that was kind yeah. of a and that's curse. I, I, yeah, I, went, I, went, I went to that end in the book. <laughs> I went, I went ahead, with the rape. <laughs> yeah. So, so it, it it behooves us to make sure that we are able to identify the unhealthy relationship that we are in and recognize whether they are in a soul tie, if they are a soul tie relationship or not. Because sometimes they have reverberating consequences that we did not ever anticipate that mm -hmm. happens in generations after us. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So with that, ladies, we will say good night. Good night. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in to Girls Talk Real Talk, because when girls talk, just about anything can happen. You all have a fantastic evening. Blessings and peace.